Gentlemen, welcome to episode 143 of the Game Podcast. I am your host, as always, I am Tyler, and joined as always, we have the Jack of Hearts. Yo, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I decided to uh, jump on that flash sale for PSN that they had going on for I think it was like until like the 21st or something like that. So not only did I get like Transformers Devastation, which is the one I've been wanting to get, but I got Peggle Two, that complete edition for like a dollar forty nine. Man, that's fucking a good deal great game for a good price i bought it with 15 still i'm not even upset about that <laughs> i know it was on the xbox one originally that they started selling it but uh yeah i didn't have it i didn't really ah, man i just completely forgot about that game <laughs> yeah uh justin and i uh years ago when i had a peg on xbla mm-hmm. uh we played the crap out. i think we actually we might have beat that game together actually well, that game is really fun, though. I play it periodically on my uh, iPod Touch. You know, the fucking mm-hmm. the original Peggle is just so addicting to play. Yeah, yeah, Peggle's amazing. That's that game is so stupid, but it's amazing. <laughs> uh, I need to go back to that. I don't think I, I don't. I don't think I finished that one. I remember I even bought the DLC for Peggle on oh, the, the, the Peggle Knights. I like that game. <laughs> yeah, Peggle Knights. That's what it was. Yeah, it was like five bucks. I beat the crap out of that too. That game. Those games are awesome. Yeah, they are. Uh, I I also um, bought a couple games out of the sale. I bought Transformers as mm-hmm. well. Um, it was like eighteen bucks. It's a hard deal to pass yeah. up on. And then uh, we all bought uh, Jake and Justin and I all bought uh, Pure Chess, which PS4. which you know it, it's just kind of funny because that's that's partially what our Saturday night <laughs> predominantly was and stuff. Because oh yeah, we, we should probably go into that. What happened? We should go into why why we're recording a little bit on a Monday instead of like our usual Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> so Monday night, or no, today's Monday night. So Saturday night, um, all of us were on Skype. Justin was here, we drink some beers, having a good time. We bought, I bought Pure Chess. Jake and I are playing Pure Chess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an awful game. Like I had the game, the match won. He just refused to give up. Yeah, um, it sounds. And... <laughs> he did yeah. refuse to um, give up. <laughs> yeah, it went on for like an hour and a half, and it was over. And yeah, anyways, so I went to go grab my beer. Knocked, hit my beer, knocked over on my keyboard onto my laptop. I should say, um, everything was fine for a while, and then like 30, 40 minutes later, uh, my keyboard starts acting up, and the like it just the mute button comes on. I can't unmute anything. Um, so yeah, basically, long story short, my laptop is fine, but my the keyboard part of it is pretty much ruined. Oh, um, a couple buttons work. Like I can I can hit the Wi-Fi button and turn off like the Wi-Fi. Uh, I can turn the brightness up, and I can mute and unmute. Uh, that's pretty much it, as I can tell. So I just hooked up a USB uh, keyboard to it. Uh, I'm using that for now on. Oh. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy that the laptop still works. I mean, I'd rather have a laptop that works than no laptop at yeah, all. Yeah, no shit. It's kind of annoying, just but I don't know. I've kind of wanted to upgrade my laptop for a while now or get a new one. So you're definitely going to be in line really for a new to... one this time. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it still works and everything, as far as I could tell. Uh, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I kind of want a new one, so maybe I'll save up here a little bit and I'll, I'll get something new. I've been, I kind of want to get a Mac lately, so maybe I'll just get a Mac uh, if I do. Uh, but yeah, so that's why Justin and Jake are here. Justin's got, he works nights, so he's at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake is, uh, already had some plans with some other friends, uh, yep. do some streaming, uh, of the division tonight. So they're doing that. So it's just going to be, uh, Jack and I, we're going to do a little bit of, a little more of a condensed podcast just cause it's, it's you know, I don't want to stay up too late on Monday night. Uh, there's, we still got Raw to watch and, uh, gotta get up early in the morning. But, um, no, we'll just jump into, um... What have you been playing? All right. Uh, Jack, what have you been playing? I've been playing more Fire Emblem Birthright. It's just been my go-to game since I've been packing. So I pretty much have gotten to the routine now where I'm going on the DLC maps and going and level up my characters. So as of this moment, I've gotten, like, a couple characters that are, like, uh, they pretty much are married to each other. Like, a couple, like, relationships are kindled and you have all these other stuff. But uh, the purpose on why you want to do that with some of your characters is... There is this paralogue that goes inside. It's sort of like is reminiscent of Fire Emblem Awakening to where once you match off like two specific characters with each other, you know, like through their support conversation, they become engaged, get married, blah, blah, blah. They have kids and their stats from the, both the parents go on to the child. And what ends up happening is certain abilities, certain stat bonuses, even certain classes between both parents can be... Uh, passed on to the child and that makes the child almost like uh kind of well if you're like going inside of like a experimental type of uh you know like a, just an experimental type of thing just to test out what works and what does it it just can make the child sometimes like a really big powerhouse in terms if you're doing stuff right <laughs> but uh as of this you know, as of this moment in time, I'm just just screwing around a little bit with uh, <laughs> we're just leveling up characters. I mean, I like I said before, a couple of characters have gotten engaged, but uh, I have also finished a couple other chapters. I'm now on chapter 17, which I end up finding out there's like about 27 chapters in the entirety of the game. Which hey, that's the almost like the same size as Awakening, and the other two games, Conquest. And Revelations, they have the same length, you know, in terms of chapter-wise. So, if you actually have the special edition one, which had all three of them on the cart, God bless, man, that's easily over, if you really wanted to go into it, like about 200-plus hours of gameplay, just to just to go through and beat all of them. So, I'm, really su- I'm just really surprised that uh, Nintendo went the route that they did with just... Now I can kind of understand why they broke it up into three parts. Because you have the the Birthright saga with the deals with the whole Hoshido and like the samurai type of setting. Then you have the Conquest with the European sort of like stuff going on there. You know, what's going on Nor. And then you have the Revelations with sort of like, it's sort of a middle of the road type of thing if you like sort of say. But it's entirely different where you don't place on either side either Hoshido or Nor. So it's just... It's just a lot of different types of options, which is surprisingly deep. And it wasn't anything I was really expecting in that type of situation, because I personally thought when I was getting Birthright that it was just going to be a chunk of, like, uh, you know, like a chunk of a trilogy right here between those three games to where it's maybe condensed down to, like, maybe 15, 16 chapters and then go ahead, 
oh, you got to buy this to finish this part of the story, and then all of a sudden you got to go to this part of the story. But no, all three of those games are separate entities from one another, and regardless of what you get, you're getting a really worthwhile experience with has a lot of depth, a lot of interesting character development. And I gotta say, if when I do finish Birthright and stuff, I may want to go ahead and start on Revelations, or even, or even like spend like twenty bucks or something like that to get the Conquest stuff because nice. it's. It's really rare nowadays in order to come across a game that uh, has that much content for s- almost like uh, not even like 40 bucks sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Because we got full on $60 games sometimes that may last for about a couple hours depending upon what kind of content. Other games last, you know, releasing inside beta states, you know, essentially. But. Yeah. What I'm just saying is I'm really. Two, four, five. Yeah. Just what I'm really saying is. Fire Emblem Birthright, Conquest, or Revelations, anybody who's interested in the the whole Fire Emblem scene, if they're new to it, try one of those games out. I mean, for God's sakes, I've already put about 30 hours into Birthright, and I'm just 10 chapters away from finishing the game, and I don't even know how long it's going to take me to go forth, because I'm just enjoying myself, dude. It's just, it's just, it's just so fun just to go forth, just complete a couple matches, like, Pair off different characters, use different type of strategies in order to defeat like uh, these enemies called Fearless and stuff. Get a bunch of experience points. Experiment with character classes. It has this, it has so much depth. It kind of reminds me of games sort of like Final Fantasy Tactics that was released on the PlayStation, to where you kind of do some one of the same things. But other than that, <laughs> I haven't really been playing much. I would have, but uh, my load times for my Wi-Fi is just really fucking slow in terms of uh, hmm. downloading PS4 games. I put a little like thing on Instagram, I think it was like last night or something like that, where I, uh, <laughs> I was downloading Transformers Devastation. And the, the thing is like about 11-something gigabytes worth, and that's before doing the application stuff. I check and it it's yeah. it's reading like about four maybe like five hours or something like that man it's it's really just hilarious. What's even worse is when I went forth and tried to download Wolfenstein the you know the the full on Wolfenstein game that I had gotten for like eight dollars or something off of that one PSN sale. It's like about yeah. fifty gigabytes and it's taking a for almost forever. I actually had <laughs> I've been having my PS4 in the standby mode. For the past like 10, 12 hours or something like that, and yet I, <laughs> it's still in that application phase. It downloaded the full game. Oh, it's just God. gonna go ahead and try to download the like uh, the application process, like uh, yeah, for like four or five hours. It said left. It's like what the fuck's going on with this? <laughs> Damn. But what have you been well, playing? Hopefully that get, that gets fixed. I, I um, want it to be oh, fixed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Having shitty internet sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've played a lot this week or this past week. Uh, I was I've been super busy at work. Uh, pretty much really haven't been home much. Uh, I played a little bit more Twilight Princess. Um, I'm now in the third temple, so I think that uh, I'm in the water temple now. Oh man, that's a lot further than um, what I've gotten so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's just. I just really don't have the time for, like, RPGs, and I'm, I'm playing, I don't know, I think I should say RPGs, but these, like, big big adventure games, they're, like, 30, 40-hour games. Right. Uh, so I had to put Pokemon, I had, sadly, I put Pokemon Yellow down. Um, I got, like, 24 hours into there. I got six badges, 
Um, I tried getting Articuno, and he just, I can't get him. Uh, I got him down to one hit point. I put him to sleep, everything, and I couldn't freaking, I couldn't, he just, it still said missed, the, the Ultra Ball missed. Yes. So I might have to go back to him later. Yeah, like he, like he was like just, he just wasn't down far enough that I could even, would even go into the ball to potentially catch okay, him. Okay, that's weird. Um, <laughs> you never seen that I have. In I have games? seen in the older Pokemon games. That's the only generation that I can remember where you can miss a Pokeball like throw or whatsoever yeah. especially if you uh, especially in the Safari Zone if you like toss rocks or something at them and you try to toss a Safari yeah. Ball and they end up missing or even with Chansey for God's sake if you don't put a status element sometimes the ball would miss Ugh. yeah so uh, yeah so I'll have to go back and face him again and then like you can go like I'm at the point I get I could I can get the two legendary birds, Zapdos. I can go get him anytime I want. Um, I said I think Cerulean City is that's the water one, isn't it? Yeah. Or no, Cerulean something like that island. I don't oh, know Cinnabar Island. I think uh, you're talking about Cinnabar Island. Yeah, that's what I'm on. So I, I can go. I'm I'm there now. I just have to, you know, actually go fight gym battle. But I just put that to the side. Trying to play two big games like I was talking about a couple last week. Or you know, it's like you gotta play him for at least an hour to actually get something out of it. Yeah, and I just haven't had an hour to do that. So I, I, <laughs> I, I want to keep playing Twilight Princess. It's just like I'm so busy at work right now, working a lot of overtime. Um, I just, I, I, I have the time to like really do that, but that's like all the time I have. And I don't know. I just don't want to spend all the free time I have playing uh, Twilight Princess. And yeah, there's other things I want to do, and I just I don't want to commit to just like that. Um, so. I might put it down for a little bit and then just go back to it once. I mean, I got other games coming up here in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, that's true. I don't want to be trying to ship, trying to bundle other games. Look, sounds like work's gonna be like. I mean, as far as all this crazy work I'm doing is gonna die down in a few weeks as hmm. well. So which sounds great. Um, sounds like like three or four weeks it will be somewhat. We'll go back to just forty hour weeks. Um, which good and bad for that. Um, but I mean, I'll have more free time, so I mean, I'll be able to play more games. Oh, there you go. More often. <laughs> Um, then yeah, so I'm, I'm just holding off. I, I might put it down. Sadly, I love love the game so far though. Um, not too many complaints. Really, the only thing I don't like is the the tears of light thing. Uh, we gotta go around and fight these bugs as a, as the wolf link. Um, like you basically travel across the map and kill the, or kill the twelve bugs and get these uh, tears of light. Right. That that takes all the darkness out of the area. Um, that's one of the, it's minor complaints, um, but I'm I'm liking the game quite a bit. I, uh, the temples are really fun. Like, there's a little I don't sometimes I don't like the stuff in between the temples, but it's like once I get to the temple, I'm like okay, right. I love this game. I mentioned it last week. It takes me a bit to get into the into the Zelda games, um, but no, that's really all I've been playing. I kind of played a little bit of uh, Gears of War Ultimate <laughs> Edition. Um, it's a good game. I played that a little bit the other it's day. It's still a good game. It's a fun game. Uh, yeah, it was. It was just like I didn't have a lot of free time. I feel like playing a game, and I'm like, ah, I got 30 minutes, 40 minutes. I'll play this. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I don't know. It's fun. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and move on to some of the topics that we have. Uh, there's, we're we're going to go to we're going to cover a couple of things this week, and then we'll kind of cover the bigger stuff and all the other things going on uh, when the whole gang's back together. Um, we'll start off with. Um, Sony had a press conference the other day, mm-hmm. um, and they announced that the PlayStation VR. It will be launching in October, and it will be $400, but it requires the camera, and uh, some games require the move, so it's 500 bucks basically, Yeah, for everything, if you don't already have some of the things you need. Um, 
don't know. I mean, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on this? Are you, like with the price and everything? Are you are you interested in this? If you had the money, would you get it? So I'm asking. Or and like, what do you think? Well, two things. One, I feel that it's competitively really good, competitively like uh, price and stuff, and compared to the other VR products that are going to be coming out, the Oculus and the HTV, I think it is. <clears throat> it's competitively priced. Mm-hmm. I like the way that it's going to be quintessentially like 500 bucks with all the other little doodads with it, like the PlayStation camera possibly, a couple PSN, like PS Move controllers. <laughs> but if I had the money, I personally would not go into the realm and buying it. And that's not because of like like any towards of hatred towards like VR in general. I mean, I don't mind the thing, thing in and of itself though, but... Uh, I do not trust the history with Sony inside their accessories that they've yeah. labeled with the con- with their consoles in the past. And it's kind of well documented now that whenever like Sony puts out an accessory for their PlayStation products, they have a terrible time supporting it. But to play the devil's advocate on that, they look like they are supporting like uh it like with quite a number of games quintessentially within the first mm-hmm. year of its launch. But other than that, though, I can think of a, a lot of good purposes that I could use with that type of money, other than getting an entirely big VR device. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm I'm kind of with you. Uh, I, I don't. I, I've talked about it. Like, I have my doubts about VR being the next big thing in gaming. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm interested in it. I, I played the Oculus. I yeah. liked What I saw of it. I mean, not enough to. You're the only one spend, I think I mean, out of what, all of us who have actually tested these VR Just, stuff. Well, Justin was there with me when we played it. Actually, he oh. played uh, like the early, like the first model. I played like, the current one at that time, oh, cool. which I think was like the third one. Um, I basically just like I, I got to look at like the, a beach and walk around the house. He got to play like a asteroids kind of game. Like, a, <laughs> yeah, that was like a sixty-four graphics. Mine was like a more up-to-date graphics. But oh, cool. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Four hundred bucks is five hundred bucks is really cool. Um, if as far as this goes, um, I'm 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 not gonna do it just because it's October. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of other things. It's October. It's like the busiest time of it's the year also, for, for games. Yeah, exactly. There's gonna be there's gonna be a half. To, I mean, it makes sense because you know that's the, that's when people are buying their stuff. Uh, to me, I bet I'll, I'm wondering how how popular and if how available will be during the holiday season. Um, so business wise, it makes sense to release in October. Um, but I'm with you. Um, I, I feel like that uh sony has a bad history as far as supporting their um accessories goes uh, you look at the move that was pretty much abandoned before the thing even came out like i remember it coming out and people were like the move came out even i like someone that pays attention to the gaming news was like oh the, the pictures of move came out today the Vita was almost gotten rid of after just, like almost abandoned after like a year it's just basically um, like a sort of a third-party device now because there's like a lot of indie developer stuff that's released on there weekly. Plus, there's always like random sales for like older PSP games and even like full-on Vita games. I mean, God, I can't. I've lost track the number of times that games like Persona Four Golden or even the like the entirety of the Persona games that went on sale because to try to spur some sort of like sales for the device in and of itself. And you know, barring like. Yeah. Sony, like, pretty much cutting, like, a lot of the first-party stuff for, like, the Vita. The Vita itself, good handheld, it's just, it's just dead right now in terms of, like, 
yeah. relevance. <clears throat> yeah, and it has been for quite a while. Um, but I don't know. I, I Like I said, I, I'm intrigued by it. Like, I don't want to be... And one other thing is, is this being a, like a new thing? I don't want to be an early adopter and this not be the new yeah. thing, you know? Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's... I'm. I like to see it. I hope. I hope there's like somewhere I can go play it and check it out, um, and just. I don't know. It, I think it could be cool. I. I. I am interested in seeing how like, um, some like some of the games that come out for it are these going to be like connect and like Wii stuff. Like, are we get a bunch of shovelware for it? I like. Actually, I don't think we'll have like as much shovelware because it's VR. Right. It's very. It's it's expensive thing to get it jump into right now. Um, but no, I. I think it'd be pretty cool. Uh, I mean, it's, you could play your you could play any game on there, any PS4 game, any, like, and you can watch movies and stuff on there. True, it won't obviously be like VR, but you can play them on there, which that might be kind of cool. I don't know, uh, but let's go ahead and move on. Uh, so, possible news. This is kind of. I mean, people have been talking about this for years, but it sounds like um, it sounds like some pretty good rumors out there that Red Dead Redemption Two will be announced at E3 this year. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, did you play the first Red Dead? Yes, I actually. It's uh, one of my favorite games from that generation. Mm-hmm. You know, for uh, I, I played it through originally on the PS3. I really loved the way that Rockstar crafted that game. It's the only other Rockstar game besides Grand Theft Auto 4 that I've finished. <laughs> hmm. It's funny because Bully's the only uh, Rockstar game I've ever finished. Yeah, well, that's still a good game. I want Bully too. Damn it. Well, yeah. Give me Bully 2. Well, Bully 2 would be interesting, too. But amazing. But, yeah, I really like that uh, there are rumors of Red Dead Redemption 2, you know? I mean, obviously, it's... Who knows when it's going to take place, but if I had to make a guess, I hope it's, like... I hope it's, like, uh, sometime later on in the timeline or something, right before, like, you know, with John Marston and stuff like that, all the situation go through his story. I hope it's his son's story, personally. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, knowing Rockstar, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like a whole different thing. Yeah, maybe set somewhere else in that time frame. Um, I don't know. I like I've talked about it. I've never been the biggest Rockstar guy. Like, I I appreciate that they make great games. It's just not like for me. I don't. I just don't like. I play the crap out of their games. I will put fifteen twenty hours into it. But yeah, I don't complete them. I usually get bored of them after a while. Yeah, and that's just the case with me with like a lot of these GTA like games. Um, but no, I, I recognize that Red Dead Redemption. I played Red Dead, and I think I beat Red Dead for the original Xbox. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, I um, I liked it quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I actually, I bought it again four years ago, um, remember? And I played the crap out of it mm-hmm. again. And I got probably about the same point I did the first time I, I bought it when it first came out. And I just, you know, I grew, I grew tired of it. But I thought, the, you know, I thought the game was great. Um, I, I'm surprised they haven't made a Red Dead Redemption 2. The game came out in 2008. So it's been now? that long, man. Yeah, or it might have been oh nine. I, th- oh, I no, think it, um, I think it was two thousand nine. Oh, maybe it just sounds like something. Two thousand nine. Yeah. It might have been. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. So I I hope I hope so. I mean, there's a clamoring for it. There's been one. There's so. definitely a demand for it. I mean, for God's sakes, they've had Rockstar's uh, re-released like various like uh, remasters and stuff. And I'm really hoping that if Red Dead Redemption 2 does, like, eventually come to light and it is a thing, that we may get a chance to have the original on the PS4 or even the Xbox One. You know, that'd be nice. 
No, I remember it was backwards compatible for like six hours on Xbox One there for a little bit, uh, which I actually do own it digitally. So if I if it does come out in there, I could play the original um, Red Dead. Um, but no, uh, I I hope it is true. Just for, you know, because I, I hope I think that game would look fantastic on the PS4 okay. and Xbox One as well. Oh, um, man, just run, riding but, on horseback and stuff like that. Just go ahead, just do a dead aim on like random fucking like bad guys and animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the de- yeah, like yeah, the dead aim was pretty sweet in that game. Yep. Uh, moving on, uh, so TMNT Mutants in Manhattan, the Platinum uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game, yeah, will be released on May twenty fourth. Yes, uh, coming to pretty much everything PS three and three sixty included. Uh, not the Wii U, it looks like. Um, kind of surprised there with Bayonetta two, but anyways, um, I think this game looks fantastic. Um, I am. Super excited for it. Uh, perfect time for it coming out May 24th. I think it's right before... I, th- I think it's like the week before Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Uh, which is always nice. Three-day weekend and you got a new game to play. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty freaking pumped for um, this. And it's platinum. so And it looks really cool. The art style is really cool. It's very com- uh, like more like very comic book style. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you know, with the anime. Um have you seen anything on this game? Like, I actually I went forth earlier on, like last week. I watched a little bit of uh, the GDC live stream by Kind of Funny Games with uh, their show. I got a Ooh. chance to look at a couple of random games that are coming up. And uh, the TMNT game that's coming out this May, I got a chance to look in depth like at the first stage. And basically each stage is based on uh, a specific boss that you got to face. Throughout the entirety, and it's entirely yeah. random where you go to in terms of what ran, what type of boss battle that you get placed into. So maybe one playthrough you may have, and this is what I come to understand. I'm not too sure if it's going to be official inside the game, but maybe one boss battle you're going to go through the entirety of that stage one way, maybe do this way. But the gameplay, it looks fast. It looks like classic Turtles, like uh, in terms of the comic book, which is more or less what it's like uh, <sighs> modeled after. But mm-hmm. there are great like combo moves. You can actually switch between all four turtles on the fly if you really wanted to, and it has online co-op. Oh, okay. I think so. It makes yep. it even more tempting, especially if it's like a twenty dollar. No, actually, <laughs> maybe if it's like like a great like fifteen twenty dollar downloadable, I may get a day one because I really love Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I would love the aspect of playing with guys, playing with friends and stuff like that that uh, want to go through the campaign doing this and doing that. From the initial gameplay footage, I got a chance to watch from it. It was uh, they were fighting against uh, Bebop, and they were transversing the city, you know, the city of like Manhattan and stuff. And it looked smooth. I mean, there was a bunch of enemies here. You got a chance to upgrade on your with the shredder. Not not you got not upgrade on shredder. Upgrade, like, uh, by going to your hideout and stuff to visit Master Splinter in order to upgrade certain inventory, buy items, do this, do that. It looks really akin to what they did with Transformers, sort of, with uh, how the action-esque, like, action-platforming type of deal. And I'm all in, man. I'm all in if this game is, (laughs) when it comes out, if it's that good and stuff, I want to play it. (laughs) Yeah, it is, um, it's only going to be 50 bucks. Ooh, okay. Uh, so I mean, hey, that's not bad. Yeah, Fifty dollars instead of the normal sixty. No, ten bucks off. Uh, that's great. Uh, um, the four player co op, I'm definitely interested in. I would love to play it with some friends. 
Um, yeah, I think this is pretty much a day one buy for me, unless like things just come out beforehand and it just sounds awful. For the most part, Platinum has been pretty good with their games, especially when it's um, a licensed game. They're one of the few people that do good things with licensed um, properties. Yeah, that's a rarity. Um, <laughs> that's very much a yeah, rarity. Yeah, usually, yeah, usually when those games come out, it's like it's just a shovel get get the game out there. You you think though it'd be bad too with the with the TMNT two uh, movie coming out around the same time I think. So, but it's that's my only one concern with it. I guess is is that the fact that it's so close to the movie. But at the same time, there's nothing really based upon the movie itself by Michael Bay, so that's a great sign right there that uh, they care about the property. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point as well. Um, and when you when you hire Platinum, they ain't cheap, so I mean, you know, they're going to no, do good things not for at you. all. Um, and let's go ahead and jump into I think what will be our last topic uh, for the week. Um, uh, so it kind of talked about last week that Xbox Microsoft was open to um, doing some cross online gaming with um, with Sony in the PS4. Yeah, and so far Sony hasn't really said come out and said yes or no. They've kind of said, "Oh yeah, we're interested in," and just kind of basically kind of dodged <laughs> the question altogether, or you know, answering the question. Right. Um, but um, I'm kind of surprised. Honestly, that this is that this is happening. You know, with two people that are based, they're, they're in direct competition with each other. Are gonna like could potentially join up. Um, and I don't think this would like it just happen everywhere. All the games like that, like it, like and you could pick up any game, play together like this. I think it'll be a case by case basis. Right. Rocket League is obviously said that they are willing to do this. Uh, who knows if Call of Duty, if Activision wants to do Call of Duty or whatever. Um. There's there's obviously some, some logistics that go into this, like with Call of Duty having the the 30 day map packs uh, advantage on PS4, yep. um, and like I think it's the division gets the um, uh, DLC content 30 days before PS4 does things like that. Right. I don't know how that works out. That's not my yeah. You know, but what are your thoughts? Are like are you like I, I don't know. I don't know how to think about this. Like I'm, I'm not mad. I'm just kind of I'm more like a, a shocked right now that this could potentially be happening. When it comes to the whole like online component between uh, so like Sony and Microsoft and stuff in terms of uh, potential crossplay compatibility and stuff like that, I'm all for it. You know, I'm actually happy mm-hmm. at the aspect that possible PlayStation, Xbox, PC, even other game consoles, potentially maybe the NX of the future, could potentially share the type of like server spaces and stuff to where multiple people can play against one another. Because it's it's been for a long time that uh, each and every type of ports of like games and stuff like that, where everybody has their own individual servers, things have been like segregated off into ports exclusive to that specific platform. Obviously, PC with their stuff, Xbox with theirs, Sony with the PlayStation and theirs, Nintendo with their own schemes or whatsoever. But in terms of uh, potential things, maybe what Rocket League is like the first game that's possibly even considering this. It's it's really exciting. I'm pretty sure that yeah. uh, big games, maybe like Call of Duty, possibly may not implement something like this. Because like you were saying, Tyler, the PlayStation brand has exclusivity rights for like uh, the first couple of uh, map packs that they're going to be getting for the next uh, Call of Duty. Which I hear is going to be like, I think it's Ghosts 2, now that I think about it. Well, that's the rumor. That's the rumor that's coming out, but... 
But uh, other than that, though, man, it's it's an exciting time for that type of uh, online sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, nothing else really mm-hmm. of note. I've thought of maybe like a potential like like revolutionary ever since this specific like uh, well specific console generation began. I mean, this could potentially be like some revolutionary right there in of itself. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'm not like upset about this. I just it's like I'm in like a state of like shock. Like this could like something you never thought you'd see happen might actually happen. Uh, it's like McDonald's and Burger King getting together and making like the uh, Mc uh, Whopper or something like that. You know? Um, yeah. It's also maybe I'm not. I'm not. It's also could potentially like be like one step closer to maybe like uh, individual gaming brands having their own subscription based service things, which uh, you know, with every other type of aspect. Where games competitive, like obviously compatible with one another, except for maybe like individual first party content, which is exclusive to a brand, you know. Yeah, I think obviously, like I don't think um, party chat would be a thing, kind of like with PC and crossplay with consoles. Like you can't chat with them, but you can't play together. Uh, I don't know if I want to play with PC people, especially shooters, because they would just destroy us all. <laughs> Um, you have a distinct advantage on the PC. Oh, there's definitely type of concerns, too, especially if you get into, like, the mod scene, though, on the PC stuff. How are, like, individual, like, developers and stuff going to contend with, like, multiple, like, consoles and, like, uh, PC stuff when it comes to, like, specific people that cheat, like, online, you know? Yeah, obviously they, they do things to try to prevent that, but, like I said, it'll be a case-by-case basis, mm-hmm. so if you just want to be pure PC or pure whatever and you want to focus on those things separately understandable i mean the mods i didn't even think about that that could be something different but there's been cross you know platform you know platform online gaming before oh yeah so the P- i don't think that'd be i a, think like currently the ps oh, too much i mean like i think currently the ps4 and the pc you, you can actually play against people on the pc currently right now so yeah with certain games um with rocker league being the one yeah. uh, the one big example um yeah, uh, sounds pretty cool. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with that. Um, but let's go ahead and uh, kind of wrap up the show. Um, Jack, do you have a retro game of the week for us? Yeah, actually I do for the first time in a while. You know, I've been going forth and like watching a lot of YouTube videos because, well, that's basically what I've been dedicating my uh, PS4 as of late. I really love my PS4 and I really love watching YouTube stuff, but it got me to thinking when... Uh, I was watching, like, The Completionist. This guy, his, his name's Gerard and stuff. He completes all these, like, various games in the span of, like, months and stuff like that. 100% complete them. Gives a rating and stuff. There's one game that uh, I was looking through today. And this is, like, from a video that he had, like, way back. And it's for the PSP. The PSP. And uh, it is actually a part of the Final Fantasy VII sort of, like, uh, mythos, sort of say. For my game of the week, it's going to be a PSP game that I beat a long time ago. Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. <laughs> now, the thing about Final Fantasy like VII Crisis Core, it takes place before the events of uh, Final Fantasy VII. I think it's like either like three, four years. Not too sure of the exact dates. I mean, when it comes to exact dates, I really, I really am not good with remembering certain things like that. But... Uh, <laughs> The thing about the game itself, you you assume the role of Zack Fair, which you hear throughout the, the original Final Fantasy VII, you know, like being the inspiration behind Cloud, like, uh, 
being who he is today and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. So the game is basically an active, uh, kind of like an action RPG element. But from this RPG, it has specific type of game mechanics which are uh, are kind of interesting, in my honest opinion. You can level up by way of a slot machine sort of option. And <laughs> it's kind of funny because in the top left-hand corner of the screen, you have a little active, like, like three-bar slot thing rolling at the quarter. So every time you match up a, like a specific character that you meet throughout the story, it gives you like certain like power-ups. So for example, you could have maybe invincibility one moment, or you could have like a specific type of a summon, like maybe summon Odin or this or that to fight off against bosses and do this and do that. But that's the only way you can level up in that game as well. Which kind of makes it a cool alternative instead of like collecting experience points, but at the same time, there are specific moments you may level up possibly five or six times in one match, or you may not receive a level up maybe until like a couple hours in, you know? It's really random in that regards. But what I mostly remember about Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII is the amount of depth I was able to... Well, yeah, the amount of depth story-wise. The game handles its story, I believe, pretty well in terms of, like, expanding upon who Zack Fair is, his involvement with Soldier, all this other stuff with, like, these other characters that uh, led to the events of the whole Nibelheim stuff, which obviously gets covered in depth, I think, in certain, like, story parts in Final Fantasy VII. I don't know. I haven't completed the, <laughs> the entirety of Final Fantasy VII. But, uh, I gotta admit, though, it was one of the few games that I had played on the PSP, other than God of War Chains of Olympus, that I went through, played all the way through, loved elements of it, really loved just the replay, certain aspects of it, and, uh, I got rid of the game, like, a while ago, when I traded in all my PSP stuff for, uh, my Vita. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> hey, I have no regrets, though. And when I did trade away a lot of my PSP stuff, I ended up rebuying a lot of them digitally, and, uh, fun fact, all of my entirety of my PSP collection that I have is digital. <laughs> no, nice. I know, I know. It's so funny how I'm so, like, like anal when it comes to physical, like, media stuff, but uh, when it comes to specific types of games or even consoles, a fully digital thing just sounds unheard of for me. But <laughs> that's another tangent yeah. I can go on later. The last thing I can remember about <laughs> Crisis Core is the boss battles are really intense, though. When you go forth and you're playing your little action, your little action RPG stuff, you get to choose which commands you can do. It's sort of like a mini, like, MMO in a way, where you're selecting commands, you're using all these, like, random, like, magic and, like, attack spells and stuff. Obviously, you can get a, you get to complete all these random side missions and stuff like that, which some of them can be boring and repetitive, considering some aspects repeat over and over again, which was my initial turnoff when I played it when it first released. But the only way you can actually get some of the most powerful weapons inside of that game is by completing all of these side missions and also unlocking every bit of the story mode involved with it. I never 100% completed that game because I got bored after uh, completing the main game, trying to go back, trying to get all the side quests. You know, it's just uh, my attention can hold for so long for some games like that. So basically what I'm saying is, you know, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII, the story is great, in my opinion. The gameplay is fun, but... Uh, <laughs> As far as replay value goes, I feel that uh, it was moderate. 
But otherwise, it was a great game, which I feel that fans of Final Fantasy VII should at least give a try to. It's for the PSP. It's for a system that uh, you're. It's probably going to be hard to find for now, but uh, it's worth it. It's worth it for at least one good playthrough, and you'll get about maybe ten to twelve hours of good like gameplay from it. So that's the game of the month: Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII for the PSP. <laughs> All right, very cool. Um, well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. If you want to talk to us more. We are on Facebook. We have a page and group at Gin Gaming Podcast, so join and like us there. On Twitter, we are at Gin Gaming Pod, uh, so follow us on there, and we do some updates about when the show's out and little things like that. On Twitch, Gin Gaming Podcast, I am talking to Jake. Um, I, jo- I talked to him earlier today, actually, about us possibly um, doing some uh, co-op gameplays together. Yeah, um, and we'll just we'll, you can both stream it on uh, our respective Twitch accounts. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, I want to try to do some more of that. Maybe when Team NT comes out here in a couple months, we'll be doing the. Maybe we'll get a few of us together and we'll live stream us playing. Well, that definitely, together. we're going to have to um, organize something in regards to that. Plus, uh, I'm actually yeah. I'm actually trying to debate whether or not I should try to schedule like certain. Once I get moved into my new place, I may potentially try to stream more inside the morning since I want to try to plan to try to you know advertise. A little bit more of maybe for our podcast, maybe for like uh, I just basically just want to play games on my PS4 to stream in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Um, so stay tuned for all that. We're gonna we're gonna be trying to do some more of that um, here in the the coming near future. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry that um, due to my stupid mistake, uh, the rest of us couldn't be here. Uh, but we should all be back next week. Yep, back together again. Um, but Anyways, love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. Yep, see ya. And as for every podcast that we end with, GG, everybody. <laughs> Alan! Oh, <laughs> well, that was kind of creepy. That's like fucking so Cameron stupid. Lynn creepy. Anyway, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. <Uh-oh. laughs> we got the brand new collaboration here. <laughs>